Welcome to Bet Your Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman pop culture. And from what? Well, from Gotham City, I am Matt. <laughs> wow, that was fucking and, the best. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> 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 and uh, to my. We always screw this up. So it's it's so weird. Yeah. Oh, right, my arm's picking the right. So <laughs> I'm Jerry flying in from Ola, and to my right, I'm oh. Josh all the uh, oh, all the way from Metropolis. How you guys doing? I'm like half awake right now, so bear with me. I'm drinking coffee. Um, I'll wake up. I'm alive. I was- I'm sorry. We had a hard day adulting. <laughs> yeah. It's been a hard day's I'm night. As I'm not gonna lie Ringo to Gary, Star would you're say. On, you're on my right and you say on my right, you just point to off screen. I keep <laughs> so forgetting which yeah, way like, to point. I know it, it screws me up backwards. Backwards. <laughs> mirrored. It's so dumb. Oh man. So what are we doing? What are we talking about? So <laughs> Well, if you guys didn't notice last week, we had a little issue. So we're going to go with back with talking about the 19, 1966 Batman, the movie. We're going to talk about the, what was it? The Suicide Squad. Well, the Suicide Squad that Louis dropped, I believe, this month, this year. Yeah, and last Friday. Actually, it was August 9th. Yeah, Friday, right? Oh. And then no no not ninth uh, si- no be a six ninth was a six yeah I'm pretty sure it was a six um, my bad as I thought it was supposed to come out the ninth I thought I flipped upside down <laughs> yeah six but, uh, then we're going to supposed to talk to talk about actually the what is it uh this so it was a Scooby Doo short like well short like it's kind of like a short movie. Basically, uh, Scooby Doo meets Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, Scooby Doo and Batman from 1972. It looks like it's the second episode that they cross over. When I discovered that last time, but we're gonna talk about this. And Jerry and Josh will talk probably talk about the first episode because why not? Yeah. So, Matt, do you have any um BSBS before we? Uh, <laughs> BSBS. <laughs> other than we got this. Okay, so everybody heard about like heard about the Left 4 Dead games. Oh, they're making another uh, one? No, they're making this other one called Black Back for Blood. And supposedly it's made by Warner Brothers this time around. And supposedly they're having some difficulties with some of the zombie speech. Some of the zombies were raised in the the deep south. The deep south. <laughs> so, so what's the difference <laughs> okay <laughs> how do we be nice about this one <laughs> no uh, supposedly the, the zombies, zombies are racist they are super racist uh supposedly if you interact with a zombie or shoot like any interaction with a zombie supposedly they drop a hard n-word every time they meet you so <laughs> and it's been happening to people of my color facts so yeah water brothers get ready you can't do nothing right you can't even run dc or video <laughs> games <laughs> why 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 are they doing it's, that 
supposedly this is Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah, it's Warner Brothers made, but supposedly the gaming company that they're using, I believe it's just Warner Brothers Games, I believe it's called. But uh, uh, supposedly that they're saying it's an accidental glitch that's happening with two audio files, and it will somewhat overlap on the top of each other and say the word instead of just saying the grunting noises and two separate times. But nobody in the testing what? group prior of like the alpha, I mean prior of alpha or the beta that's coming that just literally just dropped of the demo <laughs> noticed anything of it. Is this so, part of the right game? Now, is this like part of the storyline? Like what 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 no, is this? No, like this is a disposal. a whole like failure to yeah. take precautions on their end. So, yeah, so like every, is it like the character like you play as? Like if you're playing no, as a zombie. specific character, it's really you run how is it racist? I, I don't understand. I still don't well, understand how it's racist. They're just everyone's just claiming it as as racist because if it's just like straight up just n word drop hard r. Who N-word. said the the, the, zombies? the zombies? The people like when Why they do they it. The they, zombies say it. Why? Like. They're claiming it's, it's a glitch between two audio files, between uh, like two grunting noises. Yes. But I, in all of my decades of playing video games, that's so hard to do. Because that's like, a very specific word. It is. I thought, I thought, uh, so have you guys played it? Like, have you witnessed No, we're going to play the demo tonight, so let's see what happens. Oh, let's we'll have a update. demo party tonight on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> we're going no, to fight racist zombies. Basically, yes. But like, I don't even know what to say is, to that. <laughs> we don't either, because our friend Jimmy dropped the video to us a couple days ago in the group chat that we have on Facebook and everything. And we, uh, I was watching it. I couldn't hear it good enough because, like, it just sounded to me like a grunt because a guy was just talking over top of the grunt at one point. Yeah. And then last night, Jerry's girlfriend, Trini, uh, she played me a video on PlayStation, and you could just hear it. Like, it's very clear. (laughs) That's terrible. That's awful. That is, oh yeah, I don't. Warner do you Brothers, mistake that? you how fucked you, up like, Mortal Kombat, and you're <laughs> fucking up my favorite zombie game. You should be ashamed. How do you how do you screw what? that up? I don't I don't know how you screw that up though. Like it's called lack of like lack of anything. Just uh, was it? Wow, just a awareness. Basically, lack of awareness, and like probably somebody just said, "Oh, they probably won't notice." And then multiple yep. people doing earlier beta accessing and other stuff noticed it. So, yeah. Because the actual demo activates today. So, well, it probably activated 12 o'clock last night for my Jordan. I still have to download it. Dude, it took me 45 minutes. Do it now. <laughs> I don't um, even think I have space on mine. To be honest, to download anything, I had to delete so many games online. Oh, yeah. I got to get a hard drive. I thought you did. Five terabytes is the way to go. I got a four. It is a way to go. Best thing ever. You have to get a specific. We have PlayStation, so do you have to get a specific 
like oh, hard Seagate drive. Seagate. I can um I can go back through my old Amazon purchases and forward you the one that I bought when it was on sale. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that because I got so many games I want to play. I know you guys been playing and I haven't been playing anything really. I just been playing some Red Dead because it's the only game I have on my hard drive that could fit. So <laughs> wait me do the switch to Red Dead maybe. Possibly. We don't know yet. Possibility. Yeah, I'll be down for it's that. on sale for actually like 40 bucks, I think, right now. The ultimate like collector's edition. Yeah, something like that for the summer sale. Yes, I'm sale. Do you have well, any BSBS, Josh? I have a lighter note. Um, this is some. This has to do with Superman. I don't care about the game though. The Fortnite released um, a playable character. You could play as Superman. They're gonna ruin him. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Fortnite. I just seen like a couple videos here and there. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to look up videos of it, and like all you start out as Clark Kent, and you got to get it into a phone booth be, to become Superman, which so is like I like that niche. Yeah, I kind of like I like that niche idea. Like you have to go in a phone booth, but every video I looked up, I guess it just came out like a day or two ago. Every video I looked up, um, they they can't find the phone booths. Like the phone booths are not in the game, so I don't know if it's a glitch. Or what? Oh, that's Fortnite for you. That's um, Fortnite so, for you. Yeah, and and the audio that they use, I think it's like from it's from a different game. It's from another Superman game, but it's like from an older one, from like PlayStation Two or something. Because listen to it. Sure, it's not like, the Nintendo sixty four one. And it sounded it sounded like that. It sounded like <laughs> that. But I don't. It's it might be a different game, but it's definitely from something like old school. And I'm like, why the fuck are they using that voice from so long ago, like generations ago? So I I don't know. I thought probably that was kind of weird. They could probably afford. <sighs> no, Fortnite. They they have millions yeah, of dollars. But, you know, no way that's like they, they can't afford it. Yeah, that's that's something. Fortnite else. is the like killer of pop culture. It's yeah, for, Fortnite. You know what? Uh, that that the new Space Jam kind of remind me of like Fortnite culture because it had all these characters and it was just like CGI like barf on the screen. I didn't think it was a terrible movie. It was bad though. It wasn't good. Um. I, Jerry, did you get it? Did you get a chance to watch it? <laughs> I really refused to watch the movie. I tried watching like ten minutes, and I just I'm sitting here and I'm like, this movie is a fucking dumpster fire, and I'm really upset that they're trying to make this the new thing because it's nothing against LeBron James or Michael Jordan. It's just the Space Jam movie as a movie. You, there's no reason that you should have done this. That's like going back and try to redo Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's just yeah. It basically mm, it is. Feels like, uh, yeah, that feels like I mean, it's like it's like supposed to be a continuation, but it's not at the same time because they're in the Warner Brothers computer. I don't. I know. We 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 already it's, talked it's, about okay. it. But it was just we'll, like we'll <laughs> jump back into it before we do. This is bullshit anyway. So the movie's bullshit. So. Um, yeah, it's a, trying to be a continuation, but at the same time, two different line time like it's two different time links to it, like just separated. It's like a two year gap. 
And like LeBron James, LeBron James is like a little kid in this was it nineteen ninety eight? What's it yeah, called? Yeah, because that's when kicks the off. first one came. Yeah, out, he's playing like nineteen ninety six actually. Ah, he's playing a Looney Tunes Game Boy game, and I actually yeah, remember seeing that connection. game where it's like Bugs Bunny's birthday bashers. It's something like that. Some like retro game from like the nineties. We had that at one point. I didn't. I, I just did. I just know it from the AVGN video. I don't know if you guys ever watched that, but <laughs> um, yeah. But all right. Well, I was just curious. I, I don't want to really want to get into Space Jam too. We already talked about it in the previous episode. If you want to check it out, um, I was just curious about Jerry's thoughts if he's seen it. And it's funny, like I, out of everyone, I thought I would hate it the most, and I feel like I like it the most out of us three, which is. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not it's what a I was complete expecting. flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You like the dump, dumpster fire. <laughs> I yeah. I, it's I don't know. I don't. I I I liked how there, it was like it, it kind of brought back two D animation in a way, but you know it's not a good movie. No, it's um, not. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. But Matt, I gotta ask we you. We talked about this. I got it. We, yeah, like we already talked about. It. Watch the video. Watch it. <laughs> Go back two episodes. <laughs> oh, oh! I had another. I have another oh, one. A uh, news. Um, not news, but our news. Us, us podcast news for our, our channel. Um, YouTube took down one of our videos because there was uh, a claim for sexual content in the Assy McGee video. Um, I think it's up now again, but um. I, I <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? And uh, so I had to change the thumbnail. Um, you know, I I don't know if I it, you, you'll see what it. I, I had to change the I thumbnail have to watch this. <laughs> what video was it? Don't, it was Ash, um, Assy McGee. Yeah, Assy McGee and Cool World. Cool World. So I was taken down for sexual content. I think it was just the image of the butt on the thumbnail, and I think that was. That's all what he is. I know it's it's stupid. So I I think it's up. It's, I think it's back up again. It's just um, the thumbnail's not there. I have to change the thumbnail, so you'll see it later of what it's gonna be. Um, but I think it kind of makes it funnier what what the new thumbnail is, but. I don't know. I'll let you judge that. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, YouTube your ass backwards because uh, they're <laughs> because they're the assy like, McGee's. Um, <laughs> they let so many YouTubers use like risky photos to draw people in as thumbnails. Mm. So like, just having a cartoon ass is a problem. <laughs> That's yeah. his character image, YouTube. <laughs> Stop and, trying and to censor there's, me. There's clips. There's clips of the show on YouTube. Like you can watch clips of the show. So like, yeah, they blur out the crack. It's just a blob. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. You <laughs> should have edited know. underwear over assy. I like that. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's no. We're funny. gonna be suffocating him. No. Um, I don't know. I I made something. I didn't put it up yet. I thought I did, but. I guess I didn't. I just made the thumbnail. Oh my god! Um, so, so I just stupid. wanted to put that out there. I, uh, I'm at, I wanted to ask you. So you, um, you got a a pet fish recently. 
And yeah. I, just, I just wanted to ask you, how's it doing? The pet fish is doing well. He's swimming around as we, you know, as at the moment. He's going around doing his thing. Yeah, Matt. Matt received a a fish for his birthday, a beta fish named Godzilla. So I was just, yes. Uh, I just let's go about that. He's he's like this dope. It what was weird. I didn't know beta fish can change colors. Yeah, when yeah, Josh got it, it when yeah, Josh got it. It was like a pale black bluish color. And now it's like a vibrant dark blue with black scale, like I guess wow. scale. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It's pretty cool. Like that happened with another beta fish I have. Um, it like metamorphosifies. It like turned into like a completely different color. So like I don't know. It's kind of crazy how they change. So if you guys ever get a beta fish, they they do change color. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. I kind of want a beta fish now. <laughs> <laughs> beta <it> up. <laughs> yeah, you could do a community take with it. You know, you could put other stuff with it as long as it's big enough. You know, so I yeah. I was so used to beta fish being like solitary creatures, um, but uh, once I heard like you could put other fish with it, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing! I want to do that. Yeah. And I got um, I got I got one whose name is Jaws. Well, Jaws too technically, and he he kind of hates everything, he, but he's he's chill. He, <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking of maybe getting those. Uh, what was it? The white cloud. Uh, the cloudfish you were talking about. Yeah, the white cloud minnows. Yeah, white cloud. Yeah, I was thinking about getting them maybe this week or maybe next week about it. Yeah, I would and get I like. I still want to get the ghost shrimp. I still want to oh, get those right. damn ghost shrimps. I might, I can probably give you, but a they're few. risky business, <laughs> like this, like business that the ghost shrimps. It's like a risk yeah. you can buy them. It's like there's like a seventy five percent chance that they die. I would get more and than get what you the think. tank. What? So where's the alpha fish? I guess the beta fish is the alpha fish. Um, technically, this my tank, way. my tank's literally right here. So I'll just like, if you can even see it, that's my it's fish. There. So nice. <laughs> Oh, there he is! Oh shit, you can actually see him. He's that yeah. big black thing. There he is. I can't. I can't point at him. How do I do this? <laughs> Move to the right. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. That's what happened during the pandemic. I was like, I, I need friends, so I got I got fish instead. So that's what happened to me. Oh, so. Josh went. <laughs> yeah, I went a little Josh crazy. Went crazy. Yeah, so I was like, Matt. Well, he has an all dope I, thing. Yeah. He, has dope was, he has a little froggy. You have I another have one, right? Frog. You got two of them now. Two. Yeah, I got two. Um, but yeah, this is not what the podcast is about. This is we're about. Well, this is the BSBS. Okay, so we're just shooting the shit right now. I just, I just wanted like racist to adoring fish. The little bit of BS that I have is gonna be really interesting. If you care about it, no, I, I, I'm done. That's all I had to say, to be honest. So I, um, I recently saw like through, God, I don't even, I forgot I even had these um, news alerts pinged on my Google, but apparently, if you're unfamiliar, Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife Amber Heard for fifty million dollars in a defamation lawsuit. And recently, he won like a court case that might help his case go through. 
because the judge ruled that she has to prove that the seven million dollars that she got from their divorce was rightfully donated to charity and if it wasn't she's gonna she's got to pay him that 50 million dollars um you know for defamation of character and you know i guess everything else that the lawsuit entitles to i've completely forgotten all about it at this point what about the seven billion dollars though that she supposedly got and supposedly gave to charity not we don't know sure who, that who might come up into the um, what was that josh what the money you're talking about is that from johnny depp's or uh the seven billions that's, uh, that's from the divorce oh i see okay and she said she so, was gonna donate it to charity and so now johnny's like well if you've really donated that to charity and you're making me out to be this crazy abusive person prove it and so she has to prove it and if she does it comes out she didn't she's uh she's gonna have to pay out some money yeah, it's it's super screwed up how uh, Johnny Depp basically got canceled for you know no reason, and Amber Heard still starring in movies like she's a lie. New, she's good. Yeah, she's a compulsive liar. I've been looking into it previously, but I, um, yeah. So she's going to be in the sequel to Aquaman. I know people were Is like, she still. I thought she got canceled. Yeah, then. no, she's still in it. She's still in oh, it. God. Um, I think they started filming. Warner Brothers, really? And I know, yeah. I know, I know. People were like hoping that Amelia Clark would just kind of replace her role, which you know, I, I would, you know, I'd rather have that than Amber Heard be in it. Yeah. Um, I w- Amelia Clark wouldn't be my first choice, but you know, she's fine. Um, I think she's better looking than um, Amber Heard. I don't yeah. remember who that is. So sorry. She's the fucking <laughs> dragon chick from. Game of Thrones. Oh, I never remember her name. Really. Khaleesi. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I know the character, but I never remember her real name because I don't see her anything else in Game of Thrones. She's got the perky tits and the soft ass. Now we're going to get kicked off, Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're going to get canceled. This is sexual content right here. Now YouTube is going to... It's an episode. You can watch it on HBO. <laughs> but it... um. All things considered, since because Warner Brothers let Johnny Depp go from the Fantastic um, Beast and Where to Find Them series, and so I feel personally because I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan, he's one of my favorite actors. I feel you know Warner Brothers make what's right right. If you let Johnny Depp go, let Amber Heard go because. I know he came out with a lot of evidence saying that I wasn't abusive. She was the one like screaming, hitting, just degrading me as a man and all this other stuff. Yeah, it screwed up like with his finger. She like severed his finger basically with by throwing a vodka bottle, like smashed it on his hand. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, don't don't jinx us, T Pillow. We don't we don't want to get T Pillow. Don't you get cancel culture up in here? <laughs> None of that. I'm not that. I'm not. Ass um, is a biblical term for donkey, and tits are a pair of birds. 
That is true. There is the blue tit. That's a real bird. That actually is. <laughs> I have a I have a stuffed animal of it actually. Um, He's a stuffed animal with tit. No, no. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's a bird. <laughs> if I had it, I would show you. But it's not here. You can't show tit on here. You can't do that. No. It's, it's in the bed. It's in. It's in the bedroom. I don't know. That's where what better that sounds. Uh, <laughs> but um, um <laughs> like but just back to the main point everybody's really hoping that things take a better turn for johnny so he can get you know his roles back in pirates of the caribbean the spinoff of harry potter and i think he was supposed to be in a few other projects that he got pulled Holy. from Supposedly Tim Burton was supposed to get him into the reboot of the Adams family, but oh, it looks yeah, like I when I looked that. it up, oh yeah, when I looked it up, that he supposedly cast another actor for Gomez instead. Cool. But no. there's supposedly per, like supposedly there is a what's it called? No window probably for freaking uh, for Johnny Depp because Tim Burton has a soft for like a soft for freaking Johnny Depp because fifty percent of his movie he's in it. So like, anyway, they're a great team. Yeah, they know how to work together. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm done with. I'm not done, but like, I, I have little faith in Tim Burton's movies anymore, uh, especially after the Alice in Wonderland dumpster fire and um, the new Dumbo crap. Whatever that came out. Okay, I that's why I fell Dumbo. off with the, the with the Dumbo one. The Dumbo. Oh, one yeah, he did that. do Dumbo. Yeah, he yeah, did he do fell, Dumbo. He fell off. I he never fell watched Dumbo. Dumbo. I didn't was either. Just, it looked whoa. terrible. It looked really bad. It was. Um, it, it was. You not, watched it? Let's see. I watched Dumbo. I did watch Dumbo movies. I was curious. Um, it was. It was just a lot of stuff that I don't remember from the actual original animation movie happens in this movie so like they had to give like the movie like like actually like the character like a humans a role thing in the movie instead of just letting the animals go and like do the thing and all this other crap so it kind of like takes away from it but at the same time i understand your the reason why you're doing it but at the same time it's like I don't care for all these live action movies where you already put the movie out years ago you don't need to do it just to please the newer generation yeah, with sure. your this movie story. I, don't I have a quick question, and then we can better. wrap up BSBS. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk Frisbee. about. Frisbee, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Would you choose Dumbo or Cats to rewatch? Wait, what? You've seen Cats, Cats. man? Cats? Cats. I've never seen Cats. Oh. Well, pick a movie, Dumbo or Cats. <laughs> I don't want. Wait, which version of Cats? Because there's like three versions the of new Cats. One. Is that the one when they finally fix the, the hands and no cut. more butthole? Yeah, the butthole cut. No, I don't want. Would you rather that. watch the butthole the... cut or the? D Dumbo. I watch Dumbo. I watch Dumbo. The... I don't need. Well, what about the butthole cut? That hasn't said, been seen by Dumbo. human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching they, Dumbo. They have a Dumbo butthole cut, too. They, they have a butthole on Dumbo. 
but that's all the that's the last tidbit I had. We can keep going. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Suicide Squad. <laughs> the sumo, sumo, uh, wow, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Because for some reason, the first one doesn't matter no more. <laughs> so... <laughs> Not really. I guess it's loosely connected, but yeah. It is loosely connected. It's like, all right, so were you in like major spoilers? Because Lily just came out like a week ago. Or I would say let's start out with non spoilers, and then if we want to get into spoilers later, we can. Um, a we spoiler can warning has been issued, so pay the yeah, fuck attention. Spoiler okay, I guess we're doing spoilers. Well, before before spoiler before we do spoilers, just let let's just talk about the review first, and then and then. Um, like our thoughts, and then go into spoilers. So, you okay. know, so people get a chance. <laughs> Take it away, Matt. Yeah, okay. it's just go. Those... <laughs> so, all right, I'll do this recap of this one. So, basically, The Suicide Squad is directed by James Gunn, the one that was it, former but reissued again to the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise uh, director. Uh, this movie literally just came out... Uh, this year, August 6th, like we just stayed in the beginning. Uh, so it takes place after the Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad movie. Uh, I would say after, actually after Birds of Prey. Uh, so like there actually is a team, there's two teams set up. They go and they're actually at this uh, certain island. I believe it's off the coast of uh, Mexico or Cuba uh, between there. And they're supposed to do a mission how they get this, uh, was it stop, uh, was it, the science project is being held up inside of a secret base on the island, but one team was a decoy, one team wasn't. We had little fatalities of sadness, but some were just like, eh. But then uh, we later on progressed down the road, and we end up learning, um, learning about the newer characters slightly down the road that's in the newer team. And that's not bad. They introduce them well. They do pretty good discussing the character-wise to me, but... It keeps producing onwards, and like, uh, was it the main team, the captain, the sergeant guy? I can never remember his name. Uh, he is Rick being Black. like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, easy to remember. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I care about the actual character characters other than the additional. Speech. He was a, he was an actual character character. He served. Oh, I mean, lot. like villain wise, the villain people. <laughs> okay, so basically, in this one, we mostly hang out with Polka Dot Man. Um, Kill Shark, Captain, was it Freedom Prime? Oh, I can't remember. His Peacemaker. Name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Toilet Head. Uh, we have freaking Harley Quinn's back in it again. Captain Ric Flair. Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> the pro wrestler. Yeah, straight. and Lex Luger and himself. <laughs> uh, so, and I feel like we're missing one more person. Rat Snatcher. Yeah, yeah, Rat, the Rat Snatcher. Snatcher. He's actually probably one of the, my favorite characters in the group. And we Got have Bloodsport. <laughs> That's in the group too. He's leading. He's actually his first time leading a group, and he's doing okay. So basically, they they take that group that I just mentioned minus Ric Flair. And they had to go actually, they're on a trail to actually find the captain because supposedly he was held captive, but it's not a held captive situation. That was an instant that shouldn't have been more 
easy goat, but no one really misses. So they keep going. They get the captain back. Now they're on the quest for Harley Quinn. They get Harley Quinn back from one of the – I think he's the president of the, the, of the island. And Harley Quinn ends up doing her own thing. So they then she ends up catching him in the act of saving her. And they produce uh, – keep going onward and make it to – Jotunheim is the the actual laboratory that they're supposed to go to to actually stop whatever is happening happening. So they end up finding the way through it. They end up finding like they had to actually meet up with the thinker. That's the main guy behind everything that's happening on the island with Jotunheim, and I think he looks pretty cool. Then the Flash TV show, not gonna lie, and we keep going to the whole thing. We end up meeting the actual main well kind of like the actual main villain but i forget his what we know that's kind of a spoiler (laughs) i know that's you're like you're like spoilers let me explain the whole plot how do i not mention the starfish he's part of the freaking story fuck it yeah they had to do the thing and they end up doing the whole thing, and some shit goes down with Bloodsport <laughs> and Peacemaker. Let's just say that too in the midst. But I guys feel on this. I tried my best not. They to They saved me. the world from a butthole because He's starfish is slang for butthole. It, it, yeah. Thanks, Peacemaker. Thank you, Peacemaker. <laughs> I'm a superhero. <laughs> oh, poke it out, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> you want to take this, Josh, or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. <laughs> go for it. I want to hear it because Josh added this. I want to see this. <laughs> I, I'm not, I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the movie compared to the first one. I feel that the acting cast was a lot better on certain cues and interactions and things. I also really liked how, um, what was it? I like how it was kind of a change of pace almost from the first one because I hated the first one with a burning passion. Because it felt like I was watching a rated R Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess James Gunn has always wanted to do, as you could kind of tell from how the characters talked, all of the dialogue, to mm-hmm. even how the villains were. And in case you didn't know, this is going to be a slight spoiler. Yeah, it's going to be like hard, hard to talk about this movie. It's, gonna, it's just a very <laughs> slight spoiler. And it's dedicated to the man. Spoilers, Matt already like. It's dedicated to this man right here. (laughs) It's in the trailer too. He is a general. (laughs) He is General Mateo. Oh yeah, Mateo. Yeah, I kept laughing. He's a general. (laughs) We have a U.S. military general to my left. But he was the bad guy. He wasn't. He was the bad guy. But it um there some things we're just gonna leave that alone. That's a different time. I felt the movie was a bit too long for what it was, and it kind of dragged on certain little 
funny cues in the beginning that were like, okay, this is fun to are we still recycling this same thing over again? And for as much as I liked all of Harley Quinn's scenes, I really felt that she was unnecessary. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have anything against Margaret Robbie. I love Margaret Robbie as Harley Quinn. Everybody has their own dislikes of her, but whatever. But even still, she, um, you know, she, I think she does very good for what she does. And I think James Gunn kind of did this as a slap in the face to Marvel for letting him go over like, what was it? An old tweet or something that he did when Disney still has, you know, very stereotypical and racially insensitive caricatures from some of their old cartoons still floating around. So, you know, Disney pick your poison. But, um, Overall, the I if I could change one thing about the movie, I would keep the cast. I would reduce the time to maybe an hour and 45 minutes. But give me the plot from the first one with the Enchantress, because I thought I love that. That was cool to me. Fighting a God and whatnot. If I'm not mistaken. And King Shark was an absolute joy to have. Hand, hand, yeah. hand, <laughs> and him reading a book upside down. Yeah, oh, he was God. great. Uh, you go ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna say this. I like. I'm kind of with, like partial with Jerry with this. I like the dynamic of where it went. I like the the whole the whole James Gunn refreshing us with like the DC universe with like. Just brightening it up a little bit with the comedy and like the stuff, like the stuff that's happening. Yeah, he touched upon some here and there dark stuff in the show and the movie and everything. But at the same time, like it was still like uppity, like go. It was more like campy for me. Like it felt campy. It was a different pace instead of like everyone's supposed to be like this. Everything's tone of depression. Everything's little this, all that. I don't need a hundred percent of anything. Even like stuff that was like supposed to be enlightening felt depressing. And some of the new movies are coming out. I miss Killer Croc. I don't know if I miss Killer Croc. I'm not, not sorry. Killer Croc can die off. Fuck Killer Croc. That that I'm version was crap. Thing. I like Killer Croc in general, but that one was. I <laughs> yeah, I liked where they went with Killer Croc. Yes, I liked how they went with like a nice, like a. Like they give it makeup, but at the same time, he was Kill Croc is like 10 foot tall, massive, <laughs> and yeah. some ever renditions of him. They kind of King like, Shark was dumb. like what I wanted Killer Croc to be, you know. King Shark, yeah, kind of took over that role, and Idris Elba took over Deadshot, like Will Smith's role. They're basically the same character, like even yeah. with the daughter subplot. Yeah, it's like the yeah, same thing. Like, also, an interesting thing. tidbit about the daughter: she is from a Wrinkle in Time, which is a very good book. Don't watch the movie; read the book. Okay. I heard the movie was was a wrinkle of shit. <laughs> oh, God. No, I heard like, the movie yeah, was like... really bad. <laughs> No, but yeah, I enjoyed watching the movie. There was a lot of here and there, like a funny moments and everything. Like, like everyone, we were just Jerry was stating, like everything's good. Mar, oh, the 
Harley Quinn thing, they're just riding with her with basically because like everybody's been adoring her for the last couple of like for the last decade with the newer mm-hmm. comic books that are just coming out. So like why not flow with it, including like they she's been in every single additional lead up movie up to here, so why not keep her? Um, I kinda like I I can't I don't know if I would say go like take this movie style and like put it on top of the first one. I don't know how that would flow right with me. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it wouldn't flow right with me at all with that whole storyline. It just feels like it would just get butting heads to go somewhere else, but just flat out somewhere else. Like it wouldn't feel the same. How it'd go. But like yeah. I had, like, so much more stuff before this, but, like, now I'm just going to blank. But, like, I, I like the whole, like, character, be, like, here and there. I had a disappointing, like, a disappointing moment in the beginning with the first set of group of people. Because... I that was great. <laughs> I love that what? part. <laughs> I love that I, part. No, like, I, think, like, <laughs> I enjoyed everything that was part of the whole setup, but there's one character that I kind of wanted to keep going other than just saying... Well, fuck them all except for freaking the Are you talking about Weasel? No, Weasel? We- oh, I can't even say that. So, it's a spoiler at the damn end. I know, I know, I know. I- <laughs> but that's what I thought you were talking about. No, what? no, Weasel with no Weasel with the drowning part, no. I wasn't disappointed with that's that. That's I, I felt like, I felt like that what what you're talking about with that part. I was like, what the fuck? No, like, it's when they're dead. all on the island. <laughs> They're all on the island. They're on the shoreline, and that stupid idiot comes out and he's just like, "Yeah, it's me. I got. I set everything up. It's me." Right. Just, you know, he that got guy, what he like deserved. Whole... Yeah, he got what he deserved. Pete definitely, but at character. the same time, yeah. What? Yeah. Pete Davidson's the funny thing character. is, the funny thing is, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who his actor was, mm. and Nick showed up mid, like at the three fourths marker of the movie, and said, "Yo, where is this guy?" And I just looked at him and said, who? He's like, this yeah. guy. I'm like, who? <laughs> and like Nick's like, yeah, all right, look, look it up. Look up the cast. I look up the cast, and I scroll, and I scroll, and I find him. I'm like, oh, that guy. Oh, they killed the douchebag in like the first five minutes. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, they murdered a lot of characters. I, I, I like that, I like that subversion, though. I did like that subversion in the beginning. I guess we're in spoilers. But I like that subversion, like, you, you're following this one team, like Team A, and you think that's going to be your, like your main cast of characters, and then they just like literally axe them all off. So like you know, there's stakes in the movie. Like any of these characters can die, and it's like yeah. stated from the beginning. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. I liked how there's like subverted everything. Captain Boomerang, uh, we're spoilers. Captain Boomerang dies within the first like five minutes with Pete. I was Davis so pissed about that. I was that a little was disappointed. Kind of- I, I was a little, little disappointed about longer. it too. I wish he lasted I, at least halfway through the movie, but like once he yes. died, I was like, all right, well, like James Gunn wants to do his own characters. I was like, I was kind of fine with it. I got it. You know, and it's, it's called, they're called the Suicide Squad. So like showing that even Captain Boomerang can die kind of like made the stakes higher for me because it showed that any of the characters could die. You know, like he was like the main, oh, yeah. one of the main characters in the last film. So that's what I, you know, I enjoyed about that part. And then, like, it serves it. And then you're like, oh, well, Team B is actually the team we're supposed to be following. And then yeah, it's just, the like, focus point reversal. Um, 
I didn't. Oh, well, yeah, don't. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, <laughs> hey, no, it's fine. But I'm gonna say this: the, there's one animal that like actually brought me like I like enjoyed the most the little rat. Yes, uh, what, the waving rat, Sebastian. Yeah. The little rat, Sebastian. He's just waving. He has his little cute little backpack on him and everything. He's got his. He's, he's got ready. his walking vest on. Yeah, he was dedicated. He was the most dedicated character of just keeping going. He was like, "Hi." All right, here's your leap. He was making, he was trying to make his peace with Bloodsport the whole movie. And then at the end of the movie, he followed out by finishing, like helping out, like defeating the enemy. So, like, I would say this is a rap, like, if it was a real, like, you know, real thing that happened, then he treated like a training a rat to do all this. That rat deserves an award. Or if we can just give a fake award to a fake rat, let's do it because that rat is the best. <laughs> <laughs> come on sebastian man and he gets him and he wins over a little bit with plus four at the end <laughs> no i agree he, he was it was pretty endearing and he the the um the rats were a big main uh plot device at the end of the movie oh yeah they, pretty they neat very to see. Big. Um, um i don't know i i was i I yeah, really enjoyed this movie a lot. I, I, I liked it a lot. It felt like I was reading a comic book like on screen. It didn't feel like, like a movie. It was more like a graphic novel come to life. Because like especially with the graphics and the the way they told the story, like uh they showed the time of day and they did it in like, you know, three minutes earlier uh, today you know they use the environment around them to kind of like spell out the words like you know this is what's happening at this point in time and i i thought that was very like a comic book and it felt like a big build up to you know the big kaiju at the end and i felt like it was very gratifying i i (laughs) have to go i have to disagree with jerry on the first movie the witch I guess the witch was kind of cool. The the witch herself, I don't even fucking remember her name. I want to say Scarlet Witch. Enchantress. Enchantress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's sorceress. Scarlet oh. Enchantress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she was. I thought that. I thought that villain was kind of stupid because. The whole plot of the first Suicide Squad started because um, Amanda Waller is trying to initiate this team of bad guys, villains, to, you know, combat some, you know, something that the U.S. military can control, um, you know, so so they can control these bad guys. What? The unidentified enemy. That's what they were in the beginning. No well, one knew what the it, fuck they were. Anyway, <laughs> so they they're, they're, you know have this team of like misfits that they basically can control, and then they're she's trying to gather all these people, and she gets the enchantress. So the whole reason that the plot is you know that they have a villain in the first movie is because of Amanda Waller. It just shows like she's stupid and incompetent in like picking this person to be on our team. And I, I guess, like, that can happen with these characters. You know, they're a bunch of criminals and stuff, but it was just mm-hmm. not set up properly. Like, it would have been neat if, like, she was at least on the team and then she, like, kind of 
um, backstabbed them in, in the middle of the movie, but it happened so early that you're like, okay, this is all your fault, you stupid lady. And and then she does her belly True. dance at the end, and then like it just becomes this whole dumpster fire of like CGI with the, the enchantress brother. I don't even know what he's called. We'll call him freaking um, Quicksilver. <laughs> he wasn't even quick. He wasn't even silver. I don't know. Um, I, don't fucking, I don't know his name. Fucking tribal guy. And tribal man, he looked like just a CGI mess and like he was on fire. And then like fucking Diablo kills him because he becomes this whole superpower mess. And then you're like thinking to yourself, why would. Amanda Waller get Harley Quinn with a baseball bat, Deadshot with guns to fight off these, um, you know, like these superpower beings. Like they have no chance. Like what the fuck are they gonna do? This guy with a boomerang is gonna fight off this fire tribal guy and this which which Billy dancer. Yeah, but no, in this movie it makes more sense because they're trying. This is a mission that they they seem like they can actually handle themselves. It's not like oh, true. Like but it's not like time, she knew that they were gonna fight Starro at the end of the film. Like they thought, you know, their mission was over once they got the hard drive that you know revealed all the uh, military secrets and the United States secrets, basically revealing that they're that the U.S. is the reason that you know this whole mess has started in the first happened, place. Yeah. So. Like the their mission is accomplished at the end of the movie, and then it's because their characters developed and like changed over time that they actually save the day, and you know it's actually earned. You know that whole plot and setup is earned, and I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot more. I just thought it, it felt like a comic book, and, and it it's like this is a movie from for superheroes that like. I feel I, I it definitely had that Guardians feel. Obviously, it's James Gunn, but like it feels oh, yeah. like you know James Gunn had a lot more freedom than any of those Guardians movies. I kind of like the Guardians movies a little bit better than this, but that being said, it seemed like he had a lot more freedom. Like there's a lot of gore, there's a lot of guts, there's a lot of blood. Anyone could be axed dick. off. It's not like there's they're like penis. he's like there's a floppy. Yeah, um, that too. <laughs> and. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's contained in a box in this film. Like he's able to branch out and kind of do whatever he wants, and like the visuals and everything. I thought it was like really neat, like what he could get away with with a superhero film, and it just seemed like something we haven't really seen before. Like the Marvel formula. I'm so sick of the Marvel formula. It just seems like the same movie every time we get a new superhero. It's just like the same thing. The only things that like are a little like. Different, I would say, is like Winter Soldier and then Endgame. Endgame should have been the last movie. But like each origin film of Marvel is like the same movie. It's like the same cookie cutter formula. And this felt like a lot more stylized. Like James Gunn had a lot more style and camera work that he could utilize because it seemed like he had a lot more freedom than even the Guardians movies. Like the Guardians movies, they look like a Marvel film. Which is not bad, but it's just it just seemed like this movie had a lot more freedom to play around with. And that's what I enjoyed about this movie. It was like a step in a different direction from 
all this shit Disney, that I'm so Disney's used to. Stupid guidelines. Yeah, Disney so like have a radar fucking that are fun. Yeah, yeah. So it it kind of opens the doors to Warner Brothers to do something different. Like they they have to take risks now because everything else didn't really work out. Universe. I want yeah, I would Gunn I would rather universe. have James Gunn take control of the um DC universe. You know, I like, I would, would thoroughly more enjoy that. I don't you know? want I don't want none of the movies that are in the production right now to get canceled and repitched and re no, I don't think so. James I don't, Gunn. I don't I'd rather have them all come out and finish what they're doing. And then let's just get the ball rolling with James Gunn more because James Gunn knows probably the best way of doing more like a comic book styled movie the best and just work with the quirkiness and the stupidity other than trying to make everything have to be. No, a lot of comic books do do super deep stories, serious stuff, but like let's not remember it's a comic book movie. Yeah, it's they're, not, they're it's not supposed to be taken 100% serious. Right, exactly. Like these yeah. Zack Snyder universe is doing. And Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder took it to the next level for no reason. Yeah. No, we cannot go one podcast without this. I Snyder know, it drug. sucks. We keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's so involved and we're, we, we revolve around Batman and Superman and he's part of that now. So ha, <laughs> yeah. The new Justice League was okay. You know that was that was decent. It was. I decent. didn't need four fucking hours. I didn't need that. It was better than what we got prior to that movie. I would say that it wasn't like my favorite film. I enjoyed it, but it was way too long. It, <laughs> but it, it, it had just, it just needed parts stop. that shine. It, just, it had parts that shine. I'm not even going to talk about this movie. We talked about it already. I'm not <laughs> yeah. it. I, I rather would lie with the one that came out in theaters and not care about this four-hour piece of fire. So I get it. They have a. They have. I get it. They drop some major points in it. They clear some things up. But I just like mm. you know what? It's been so long. I didn't. I never cared. <laughs> the yeah, movie, I, the I, franchise I, was going like downhill I, anyway. It's not like I could they disagree got, with you there. <laughs> like I was discussing with my uh, my uncle earlier today. I'm like. The stuff that happened, the Zack Snyder was on that plane that was like sort of like it's like crappy and it's like trying to stay afloat. Mm. And finally, is that he had to drop off due to his reasons. The other director just said, "Okay, I'm just gonna land it. We're just gonna go down. Okay, <laughs> just yeah, let's like, just fuck it. Let's just crash right it. here instead of prolonging crash the crash." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the one good thing that director did was stop the, the franchise. <laughs> oh my god other than give us the first avengers movie but that but but this but this dc stuff i think you did a good job doing that so do you guys um have any like final thoughts or anything you want to say about um the suicide squad even well, though you disagree with me, Josh, I'm a fan of the mysticism, so I love the enchantress <laughs> and everything. Give me that as a plot in this. No, that's fine. I think I think that character could work. It's just like the setup was so a bit. It would need a much setup better setup. Like, I do agree. Yeah, yeah, I think I think halfway but, through uh, the movie, if she backstabbed the team, I think that would have worked a lot better. Yeah, if like she did. Amanda Waller being incompetent she, and stupid. She did at least. Yeah. Help. 
<laughs> at least helped certain parts of the movie progress, but she didn't really do nothing other than stay in like and just betray in like five seconds, like Josh said. I um my final thoughts about it. Don't let the box office like what they've made as a profit fool you. I and to me, this was a very good DC movie compared to some of the others I've seen. Because the only other DC film I really liked, Crispy Don't Hate Me, is Shazam. No, I agree. I agree. And um, I know I'm outvoted here, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, man, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I'm going to stick in my middle slot here. Two hours is a, was a bit much for everything that they were trying to do. But even still, I you know, start to finish... Everything was perfect. I love we got to see Polka Dot Man on film. I was not I was not expecting Polka Dot Man whatsoever. That was I've really enjoyed that. You know, even uh seeing Idris Alba and John Cena have an on-screen rivalry, I thought that was funny. And it um even some of the like quirkier bits for from Guardians translating over that I felt very well to Suicide Squad. I think what I I would rewatch the movie again, honestly. Minus A team. We could just go with B team. Right. <laughs> I would um if I had to rate it, I would give it a solid eight. I would recommend this to somebody who's never seen a DC film, wants like a good kind of basic intro to superhero films that's not overwhelming. And you can get a good couple of laughs out of. Mm. Crispy Shazam was a good movie. I agree. <laughs> like I said, I I'm not bored here, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> we'll have to do that sometime. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Did once. Okay. Uh, we're doing it, but uh, what's it called? Up uh, with me. I enjoy this movie a lot. I wasn't. Like I said, there is bumpy in here and there, but it's a good refresh pace and DC's been doing. And everything they like they've been doing, they're trying to be like that little open clarity, like, oh, it's nice and funny and adorable. It's just about still depressing because of whatever they just still throw on it with the color coding. Like it just doesn't scream I get it, DC's dark and gloomy at some points, but there's some color pop in a lot of their comics. And I wouldn't say DC's gloomy at all. It's just how they set up the universe, you know. And I know, but like they, 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 Warner Bros. literally stated that they're gloomy. <laughs> Warner Brothers doesn't know, know how to make smart decisions. No, like neither does Disney. No, they don't. So I'm gonna say, like, I really didn't like this. If they ever do continue with James Gunn to make like a second additional movie to this, The Suicide Squad. It feels like they're getting like kind of axing a little bit off the first movie in a way. It feels like it's kind of like pushing yeah. it to the side. It's still there, but it's just pushed to the side, and there's like a little yeah. box that they want to have there. Mm-hmm. It's still like the build. It's still the building blocks, but like this movie is just like put you gave you a structure to what it get wanted you. And if they do continue onward, I kind of want to see more. Could they keep some of the original characters from this one now? In the next movie, I want to see like if like they have any more progression. Maybe King Shark maybe gets smarter in a way and like progresses onwards and develops a better character, like another 
set of character that we can enjoy now instead of just being just that like on friend friend and nom 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 yeah no no I'm gonna give it the freaking Sylvester Stallone for even doing this movie. I would never. The thing is, I would never expect him to be in this movie at all. But, but I think it's the connection. I think it's the connection because Guardians Two, he was in that. So you know, it wasn't. Well, I think James Gunn owed James Gunn kind of like set him up to be in another movie that was the Marvel franchise. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, the Ravagers, but that never got off the ground. So I think he said, all right, because I owe you a movie, you want to play a character, <laughs> it'd be easy peasy, it just, you'll be in it. People will enjoy you. And he's just Yeah, said, I would, I would totally watch fun. The Ravengers. I would be more interested in The Ravengers than seeing yeah. freaking Spider-Man I feel like if they, 12 or whatever they're on now. If they, they did The Ravengers, I feel like that would be the darker yeah, Guardians movie. I would, I would have been, would have been with all the cast members they had, but they just... I don't know why Marvel didn't let it launch off. Well, I think it's because of that incident anyway, too, with the James Gunn crap. But I think that plays a role. But what is it? Phantom Stranger? Doctor, I can't see. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. So for those of you um, who can't read, (laughs) T. Hawking said uh, Snyder should have just done a uh, Justice League Dark opportunity with Constantine. Uh, Phantom Stranger, Spectre, Doctor Fate, and Zatanna. That would act, yeah. I, that would have worked. Totally I'm a you. huge Constantine yeah. fan, so Same. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, no, I Zatanna, think that would be cool, and especially I'm, how he I'm wants to do a darker lost. version. I'm calling Lost and Zatanna. Who is Zatanna? She's, She's the, the magic of one of the magicians from DC. I can't think of his name. I think it's a Tana or something. It's something like very yeah, close Tana. to Tana. <laughs> um, okay. I know in the uh, animated series, Batman the Animated Series, uh, her father taught Bruce Wayne how to escape from certain scenarios. He's basically like the Houdini okay. of the DC Universe. And then Zatanna like, picked up the mantle and she has magic. You know, she's, she's yes. a magical, you know. Um, and in Young Justice, person. she also became Dr. Fate temporarily. If I, I remember really, correctly, I didn't watch. I I haven't really watched. I seen like two episodes. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Though. But is it but for my rating, thank you, T. Hawkins. Still, thank you, T. Hawkins. But uh, for my mm-hmm. rating, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go for Jerry. I'm gonna give it like a nice eight. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good Tara. movie. If if you do like like Jerry said, he'd like introduce somebody to DC. You, this is like probably the easiest going one. Just, mention there's a floppy and just let it go so they don't get big uh. yeah i yeah i would agree with you it's a good introduction film i would say i wouldn't use it as the first introduction if like people are kind of you know against gore and swearing you know like i would probably start out people out with shazam a little more lighthearted film um and then like if they're with the that, got it um go into <laughs> you know the Suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad was a lot of fun. It wasn't. I, I thought it, um, it wasn't as funny as I thought it would be, but that wasn't such a bad thing either. You know, kind of like it still fit the tone of what Zack Snyder started. You know, it still like felt like it could have been in the same universe. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I, I got to agree with both of you. I, I would give it an eight as well. At first, I was like kind of riding a seven, but the more I kind of watched it, the more I enjoyed it. And the payoff with the Starro was super enjoyable. I, I want DC to go more towards that direction, like go batshit crazy. You know, like I, I think Starro's a uh, step in the right direction. Like I want to see more of that. I want to see the more weirdness of the DC universe. Like I want to see Mr. Mispitlick. I want to see Batmite. I yes. want to see all this crazy stuff. And I feel like Starro oh, was a good step towards that. And I, I really want that. And I want to see Crypto. I want to see all this like, fun stuff i don't want to be depressed after i see a superman film i want to feel yeah. uplifted i don't want to kill myself after <laughs> a superman film and it's it's kind of ironic that a movie called the suicide squad is more uplifting than a superman film you know like i felt like they were more heroic anyway yeah that's well, it Pokemon Dot Man, <laughs> i think this is the first time we've had a unanimous agreement across the board yeah, facts. Well, like we we disagreed on the first one, but uh, yeah, with the the, the score, yeah, I guess that was the first eight all around. Um, <laughs> we should, <laughs> I don't know, what <laughs> we should drink every time we we, we get the same score, <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> um, we uh, mentioned Warner Brothers or Snyder. <laughs> Warner Brothers, seriously. Rebrand yourselves because this is also a funny tidbit. There's a YouTube channel called Meat Canyon who does parodies of things. And I'm going to send you guys the video that he did. I'm not going to talk about it. But he made a video and Warner Brothers hit him with a copyright claim, which is a big deal for Looney Tunes. And it's going to change how you see one of the characters. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll put the uh, link in the description, I guess. Um, no, 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 no. We're not going to put that no, link no, no, in the no. description. We're discussing okay, we're next not. time. Okay. <laughs> looks like. I guess we're not. Oh, Matt, all right. Take it away. I think, okay, but I want to still add this to it. Warner Brothers, just read the DC comics. Just don't look at a cover and say, let's do it. <laughs> Do not fuck up the blackest night or brightest day, or I will mail you a bag of gummy dicks. They but this will, is this just, is the step in the right direction. I, I want DC it to is do a step. this. this because path. James Gunn does his research and flips through all every single comic book that he has to touch. I That's agree. the fun thing about him. I agree but completely. He does his he does his research and keeps things going. Everyone else just feels like it's just like we skimmed it. We looked at Wiki. We're going. <laughs> But uh, but Jerry, just get that gummy dicks ready because I think you should just send it now. Um, but we're going to the next topic. It's gonna be the Scooby Doo meets Batman. It looks like it's the second episode they meet, and uh, Jerry's gonna take this one away because <laughs> of issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in this episode. This is from uh, the series Scooby-Doo New Movies, where they basically, each episode is basically a collaboration with anybody and everybody at this point. And this particular one is the second episode where they team up with Batman and Robin. And so in the episode, you know, Scooby and the gang, they're in the middle of bum fucking nowhere, minding their business when they see this random plane just 
start swooping down and just land. And you see two goons hop out on a Range Rover. And they're like, well, where the fuck are these guys going? So they follow them to a house with a little old lady. And so they, um, they're like, there were just two dudes here. So, you know, they're examining the house, trying to figure out what's going on. And they, as they're examining the furniture and stuff, it's like, everything's nailed down. What's going on? And then Batman and Robin show up and they're like, we're here looking for uh, two criminals. And they're like, well, hey, we just saw two suspicious looking guys. So they're like, okay, let's team up. And so further on down, they uh, find a punching, like a, a like a rock'em sock'em like punching clown. And so they Scooby knocks the head off of it and it's full of counterfeit money. And so they attribute it to being like, oh, it must be the Joker and Penguin again. So it's like, okay, time to go fight Joker and Penguin for the second time now. And so they, uh, you know, they're searching for Joker and Penguin. They end up trailing them to the Batman and Robin Museum after the Batmobile is stolen. And so when they get there, Batman and Robin tell them, you know, you kids wait here. The Joker and Penguin are dangerous individuals, which they are. Because they're just goofy and wacky in here. And so Joker and Penguin lure Batman and Robin into a trap hole door situation where they're just in this pit full of the punching clowns. And so Scooby and the gang go in. They're trying to find Batman, Robin, figure out what's going on. And then Joker and Penguin are just fucking with them. And so after... You know, Joker and Penguin have their fun. They get uh, scared by Scooby because they're in skeleton costumes. He's like, mm, bones. And he's just chasing them and barking at them aggressively. And so they're just like, fucking book it. And then they fall down to where Batman and Robin are. And so they question them and they're like, where are you guys getting the counterfeit money? Where are you making it? And they're like, what are you talking about? We don't know anything about making counterfeit money. Somebody sent it to us, which is probably maybe one in half a dozen times that they're innocent of anything. And so they're like, well, they're obviously telling the truth. They don't have a reason to lie to us. We could break their necks if we want. And so they're like, they go back to where the house was and everything has been flipped. Like the house is gone and it's just flat land. And so they hide and uh, Scooby and Shaggy find this tree branch lever and the house flips and they figure out it was the little old grandma making the counterfeit money and sending it to Joker and Penguin to distribute to disrupt the world's economy. The real go. <laughs> and let's see. The, and I feel like I'm missing something else. Matt, am I missing something else or did I hit most of the points? I think no, you you hit most of the points. Anything else we can bring it up later. Yeah. But no, you you had everything right there. Uh so how did you guys enjoy this episode? Well, short movie-ish thing. I love this was one of my favorite Scooby-Doo series as a child. So 
I really love this. I thought you were gonna pick the Harlem Globetrotters episode. I know. I, I that's one of my favorites too. But I like I said in like the previous when we were filming this the first time. Uh, I wanted to keep us as like a setup as a uh, you know, like we haven't done a full DC thing in a while. Yeah, so a while, I was just yeah. trying to keep it yeah. like. DC just a hit a bit of Scooby because they're connected with the universe of Warner Brothers, but uh, yeah, I I was no, that's one of my I want I want to watch that one too later down the road. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, T Hawkins, T Hawkins, Scooby yeah. loves bat milk and bat cookies. I I like I like that um, especially like. Shaggy thought it was like actual milk from a bat. You know, he's like, bat milk? Ew, that sounds terrible. He, he gave Batman the stink eye in Shaggy yeah. form. Like, yeah. you know, it's, like, it's the only time you see Shaggy almost turn down food and drink. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want like, milk from a bat either. That sounds pretty gross. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, in that epi- this episode, Shaggy didn't even really get a snack at all. He got one bite of his cookie. Scooby drank his milk and ate his cookie at the same time. And he just went with like an empty stomach back out into the freaking back into the mystery van. They go find the, was it? The, I think they went to the, the oh yeah, it was right, uh, right when they're going to the, the museum. Yeah. I, because that's when they're discovering the Batmobile. I, I seen, I seen the other Scooby-Doo meets, you know, Batman a lot more. Um, this one, I didn't really remember it until they got into the haunted house. I was like, oh, I remember the haunted house. I remember that part. Um, basically the mystery gang and Batman end up at this park in Gotham city. It's like amusement park. And they have um, an exhibit that's like set up for Batman. And I kind of like that the Gotham city celebrates Batman instead of like condoning him and like is like really against them like in most uh recent car- in incarnations of uh batman you know so it was like it was kind of neat like oh they're like celebrating gotham's hero uh the batman and i i don't know like it was this episode i wish it focused a little bit more on the joker and the penguin like they were just kind of like a side plot they were like the reverse uh, revert your expectations, you know, like they were like in it a decent amount, but it wasn't like they were the main protagonists, which I enjoyed mm-hmm. the other one more so because they were throughout the whole um, episode. Like it was about Batman. Give us a little Joker snippet of what the first ep- that episode was. Yeah. Well, like well, the first about... episode, I, I, I don't know which one came out first because from last, last time we tried to record this, um, I got confused and I I, I watched the other um, episode, so I was reading that. I mean, watching that, and uh, that one is basically Batman, Batman and the Mystery Gang. They run into mm. Joker and the Penguin, and they're trying to steal a flying uh, a flying suit from a professor. And it's like throughout the whole whole uh, short that. Um, the Joker and Penguin are prominent. There's no like reverting into you know an old lady witch or anything like that. It's just um, she's not a witch. Batman. She's a, she's a gangster. <laughs> yeah, um, gangster and his rogue and his rogue scout. I think I think if you're gonna introduce Bite Batman, into, I think if you're gonna introduce Batman into a universe like that, 
um, it should be the rogues gallery because his rogues gallery are scary and creepy in their own right. So they totally fit in a Scooby-Doo universe. But, you know, the, the granny wasn't the really is, doing it for me. I think this episode you're talking about probably was the first introduction. Because yeah. That first yeah, and that's friend that's mentions friend I'm like, hey, old Batman and Robin again. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not the first one. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were like, I thought it was the so, first one. This was the confusion. I so Matt, this one Matt more. recommended, Matt recommended Scooby Doo meets Batman and Robin or whatever. Oh, it's the first episode. So I was like, okay. So I watched the first one, and then. It was the wrong one. <laughs> so, okay, put it down. You don't like that whiskey. You don't so like we'll it. No. So a more convincing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, no oh, I remember, the thing is, oh, the thing is, no. like, I remember the second one more than the first one because I saw it more when I was a kid, and they never really showed the first one for some reason for me. Whenever I watched, uh, was watching like Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network, or Boomerang. I, I remember episode both episodes reason. equally because I would go over my aunt's house. She would take us to school and she would always put on boomerang for us because, you know, she's really big into the nerd stuff like Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Stargate one, Stargate Atlantis, best Stargate in my personal opinion. And she's the one who got me and my brother into, you know, essentially like all the superhero stuff. So I remember like, all right, watching the fly suit Batman with my aunt, and then me and my brother watching Haunted House, uh, counterfeit Batman at you know just our house. So it was just like, man, this was a fun trip down memory lane. Hmm. Yeah, that must. Yeah, that must have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, I do remember the Harlem Globetrotters one when I was a kid too. Like that was that was a big one. Um, but I don't I don't know I don't really have too much to say about this episode. Like I enjoyed it. It was um, it was a fun ride, but like I definitely thoroughly enjoyed the other one a lot more because it was like more. The other one was more the, fun. Yeah, with the rogues for sure. Because <laughs> wasn't the professor like real giddy and just real nervous and stuttering a lot. Yeah, and he says, like, things backwards. <laughs> yeah. Man, on that episode, we'll watch that one, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to watch that another time. But I, I wanted to say, T, T. Hawkins said, um, I have read somewhere that Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog were created for the Super Friends cartoon after the writers couldn't work out using the Scooby gang. That makes a lot of sense. And I... Yeah, was it the same hmm. animation studio? Um, because the animation looks a lot similar, like it, compared to I Super Friends yes. and um, Scooby Doo. And I gotta say, with the the bat, this cartoon obviously came out after the '66 Batman, which we're gonna talk about pretty soon. Um, and it, you could tell that the visual style is like super reminiscent of it. Even the costumes, like the way uh, Bat, uh, Robin talks, you know, like holy smokes or whatever he says. Holy and, halibut, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and even the transitions with the bat signal, like that's totally 66 Batman. The design of the Batmobile, it's still convertible. You know, their outfits look like reminiscent of the old. Adam West TV show 
and even the the uh bat cave and i was surprised we even got to the bat cave in this it was like cool to see it was just only for like a small snippet just to locate where the batmobile is and i don't i gotta why does batman leave his keys in the batmobile why does he do that <laughs> who said it was his keys he could have a button how they you stop? Why would, why would he? Uh, there should be a key for the button then. Why would he? <laughs> I agree. Allow anyone to operate it. What about? What about? He's trying to. Pre- like- <laughs> he's trying to dissuade future villains. You steal my car, I break your fucking knees. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll find. <laughs> I'll track you with my tracker device. So maybe that's like, um, what he's going for he wants he wants the villains to steal his car so he could find them with the tracking tracking device <laughs> i didn't waste my money on this tracking device yeah nothing. steal right. my car you bastard yeah steal my car <laughs> which he does in the the, the 66 movie <laughs> um yeah i don't know that's that's i don't know do you guys have anything else that's really all i have to say um this was a really fun rewatch. I said this last time, but it got cut. It was um, because like I said, this was one of my favorite like Scooby Doo spinoffs because mm. they just got to meet and interact with so many different people. It was like mm-hmm. you're watching something new every time, and you can't help but fall more in love with it. Like even though this yeah. was the second Batman and Robin episode, it was so different from the first. You're like, oh, it's just gonna yeah. be Joker and Penguin being Joker and Penguin again. Nope. They for once they were the pawns in someone else's scheme. True. They were innocent bystanders in this one. Just accepting fake Yeah, they're just getting rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're involved a little, but not all the way. <laughs> They're not 100% yeah, kinda, guilty. No. <laughs> but I love the part when they're getting walked out by the Gotham like detectives, and they're walking out the detectives instead of the detectives walking them out, and like, Batman's like, isn't it the other way around? Like, oh, yeah, and they flip rolls. and the It's like they cab. were getting ready to head to a bar. True. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting going to the bar with the Joker and Penguin. But I don't know, like, what Jerry's saying with this, uh, with this whole, this, little um little series they had with like everybody meeting each other with this like 70s meetup of like all these other groups it felt more fluent and easygoing and like nicer of how it went it wasn't like felt like it was like meant like it didn't feel like it was like 100 percent meant to happen and just like what a coincidence is happening and yeah. all this other stuff, like in the newer stuff, is like there's so much build. Maybe what's his name knows what's going on. Right, we gotta have him, or he's just showing like, like it just like kind of feels like they force it into like these characters in with the Scooby Doo gang or Scooby Doo with these other characters. Like we were talking about the Globetrotters. Like who would think the Globetrotters, the Globetrotters, uh, try oh, wow Trotters? <laughs> what I suck now at this uh would be like a mystery solving gang like them in a way or be interested like interested in doing this and like it like it just had that little keen like oh we enjoyed solving mysteries too can we join you like in that like later on another move like slightly other characters like down the road and just like it just felt fluent and just adding into it but 
I don't know. It's just like I enjoy like the animation, like how they brought Batman Robin to life, connecting him to that movie in a way, or that series season, or the series they had for that uh, movie. And it's just like it felt good just watching it because I just I haven't seen it in, like forever. Mm. Do you guys like Josh? You got any more things, or we want to rate it? Uh, I just want to say I just like how lighthearted, like Matt was saying, it all is. You know, Batman's like more endearing. He's not like scary. You know, when the Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. gang first, you know, is meets up with Batman in this episode, they're, like, happy to see him. It's not like, oh, my God, he's the most terrifying creature. It's just like, what did oh, we do? it's Batman. <laughs> um, you know, he's, like, a fun character to be around instead of a dark brooding thing. And that's what I enjoy about Batman. Like, each generation, each, you know, era of Batman is, like, a different feel. You know, like, you could kind of, if you want a fun Batman, you could go to 60s or 70s. If you want a darker, brooding Batman, you could go to, you know, the 90s. Every, every yeah, other 90s decade. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even even, even like, the first years. Even the 30s. And then, like, I think the 40s and 50s is when it got more lighthearted. But it started out really dark. <laughs> um I was going to say, I thought you were going to keep going. Like, it just kept getting darker and darker. And then the 60s kind lightened. It was, yeah, Batman has a weird transition. Like, he's always, he kind of, like, switched his character a little bit. But, um, I don't, the only thing, the only thing I, I want to say about the animation that I, I don't really like, and this is very minor, um, is the design of Batman's neck thing. Like, his yeah, cowl is the whole cow. Like you could see the piece of his skin on his neck, and I'm like, "Why is that there? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be easier just to color it blue?" Um, but you know, that's super minor. It doesn't even matter. Um, oh, Casey Kasem is the voice of Shaggy, and he also voices. Robin, and once I was first watching, I'm like, that's the same voice actor that has to be. And I looked it up on IMDb, and it is. Um, so uh, it just shows how versatile that actor is. Like, he could play Shaggy and Robin, and he could you could tell the same timbre, you know, of the voice, but like, it's t- definitely like you would you wouldn't go like, oh, that's the same character, you know. But uh, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. <laughs> but that's all I have to say. <laughs> You guys want okay. to rate it? So what? Yeah, let's rate it now. Ten out of ten. Highly recommend. <laughs> He's a shot for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say, due to all my like past history and everything with this, I'm gonna go with at least. Uh, yeah, I kind of want full just the ten out of ten. <laughs> I want to say nine point five, but I'm like, that's just lowballing it for some reason. Like, yeah. Uh, my little kid me will punch me. <laughs> um, I'll probably go with a seven. Um, I enjoyed it, but um, it wasn't my favorite. I, I, I'm closer to an eight than a, than a six between the ratings. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll enjoy it more. But, um, yeah, I, li- I like the other one a lot more. So, <laughs> I give it a seven. <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least we had a good streak going. <laughs> it's, what do you mean? It's still a good streak. It's above a seven this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's not freaking kiss riding lasers or fucking puppet mutilation or whatever the fuck. So, 
That's what? a that's <laughs> big step up. I don't even know what I rated uh, that so puppet Josh, movie. Do you want to take a... What puppet movie? The puppet. What? Your screen just usually went dark behind you. <laughs> well, someone's here. They're turning off lights. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, so I guess I, I guess I'll. Are you guys? You're next. Good? You're Batman okay. boy. All right. So we're going into Batman the movie. 1966, starring Adam West and Burt Ward and Lee Merriweather and many ensemble casts as well, such as Burgess Meredith, who you might know as, you know, obviously the Penguin, but as Mickey from the Rocky series, Cesar Romero as the Joker, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Um, it's This was filmed right after the first season of the 66 Batman and originally they wanted this film to be the debut of the Batman, but ABC needed a series to kind of boost their numbers. So they're like, all right, just make the show now. So they made the show and it, they saved the network of ABC before they're bought out by Disney. And um, this film, it's basically the Riddler, Penguin, the Joker, and Catwoman all team up to take out the um it's like the equivalent of the un in the gotham city if the un was in gotham Is city it the security then, office or something yeah like um so yeah. basically they want to take uh they're take they have a submarine they're you know <laughs> they're My using <laughs> i i agree <laughs> I, I think it's great we merriweather is like the the hottest Catwoman, I gotta say. She's the most good-looking Catwoman. Very foxy. foxy. Damn um, But, yeah, they're basically trying to take over the UN and de uh, dehydrate all their bodies, and they're trying to, you know, ha have a set-up ploy against the Batman. They're just trying to mess with them, basically, the whole time. Um, Lee Mary Merriweather as Miss Kitka, she tries to fool and seduce uh, Bruce Wayne, which she doesn't really realize that he's Batman. It's just a happy coincidence that it happens to be Batman. Um, this film has a lot of fun bits. Um, the actors, obviously, Adam West and Burt Ward are fantastic. They um, they really hit the acting notes that they need to in the series. Like they could go fully like into the camp, or they could go fully serious, and they ride that line so perfectly that. It, completely fits the tone of this film um and the whole series in general like if it, if they played it like too straight it would have been like kind of kind of one note and if they played it too comedic you wouldn't take the story seriously at all so it's like the perfect fit for any introduction of batman for a little kid um i've seen this a few times so what do you guys we'll start with jerry how do you feel <laughs> <laughs> um this was my first time seeing adam west not in a you know animated role like in family guy and the few episodes he did with fairly odd parents so Cat when man. i'm as i'm watching this i'm Cat just man. cracking up hysterically from it's not that Adam West is awkward. It's just the little mannerisms he did as Bruce Wayne. I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. And I loved every minute of it. And then um, 
even the musical composure, I enjoyed quite a bit more than I thought I would. I'm not a big like uh, movie uh, music person unless it's um, like a really good soundtrack. But all the sound effects, the well-timed um, like intro musics to some of the schemes that the villains did, to even some of the sound effects, how they would make their costume changes, they would be in the fights. Just all, all of this was, I think, the best way to ever do Batman with Adam West. Because as you said, it had a good blend of seriousness and comedy. But to me, the I, um, even on some of the more serious notes, I was still like having a chuckle or two mm. because it's Adam West. I it's hard for me to take him seriously, but this was prof. My first time ever watching it. I don't. I will rewatch this again. This was absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what, Matt? Your turn, oh, yeah, your turn. Okay. Matt. <laughs> you guys all just Josh just went to phase because I'm waiting for you to crazy. talk. I just talked, Jerry talked. We're waiting for you. I, thought, I know, but I was like, I'm just like, I'm just like assuming, like, I like Jerry be like, all right, next, that would be like, all right, you'll be like, all right, Matt, blah blah. So I'm just like, waiting for my cue, but whatever. All right, man, just Let's go just ahead. Do this. Just, just stop talking about it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, with this movie, I love it a lot because I've seen it basically almost every year, like since my my dad introduced it to me, probably like back in like early, I think back in like the 2000s, back in like maybe 2002. Like we would watch it, my dad would be like, we're like basically would like it was introduced after basically the Tim Burton movies because he's like. That's not the real Batman. This is the real Batman. Mm. And it was show just got me a DVD. He got the DVD, popped it into our DVD player, and I watched it. And it freaking was awesome with all like what Jerry is saying. Like everything else was like the scoring and like the actual things that are happening with the movie. Like it just felt like it was like they were just actually bringing the comic book to life and giving it like the nice like feel that was happening. And then the funny stuff that would happen in the midst. Come on, exploding shark, shark appellant. Who needs that <laughs> stuff? What is this nonsense? And like, and like the additional like little quirks of like the penguin trying to mimic the captain that's at the same the captain of the submarine that they're holding captive the whole time. Him just like, no, I'm not the penguin. I'm just you know, like, are you sure you're not the penguin? Nah, nah, nah. I need your help and all this crap. You're doing this all, all this nonsense and. It just felt. It just gives me that good look. And like the funny thing is, like after like we watched the Suicide Squad movie, the Suicide the the Suicide Squad movie. It just felt like it kind of felt like it was trying to capture almost the same kind of campiness. Yeah, the colors, but yeah. more to an, but more of an updated Alex. edition without the the kapow, the pink, the like the score, like the music that like James Gunn does good with the movie uh, music choices. Like they chose the right music in the feel for the movie. Yeah, uh, doing like, like what Josh was saying, like doing the like ten minutes later or this is early, like eight three hours earlier things that felt so campy to like how this Batman was kind of like, but like it was like their own take of it, but like it just felt like it was like they had James Gunn's like I kind of enjoyed what the hell it was going with these earlier 
movies like the Batman and some of the older Superman movies that they put out. And like and Adam West, yeah, he does they they do he does a great job. I can't not lie. Like Jerry does say like yeah, cat he's part of like the family guy and like he was cat man. <laughs> oh man. But they I mean that one's such a joke, that character. <laughs> but like now he does a real good job. I like I like I mentioned the other time we were last week when we first filmed this. That I kind of want to like watch the original like the series because I want to see a little bit more and how that would flow. Because I believe you talked about Josh because you said they didn't have enough time with the show and the episodes they were filming. They were trying to shoot out like drop two episodes a week. Oh so yeah, just speed rushing with everything. Yeah, they're yeah. basically getting their lines just literally the day of, almost like the day beforehand to go over quickly. Yeah, they would use like how I can't see how that flows. Yeah, they you would use the stunt doubles not really for stunts, just for wide shots like of action, just so they could cover more you know scenes in shorter period of time. So like most of the Stunts um, by Robin is performed by Burt Ward because he only had that domino mask, so it's like hard to kind of hide that. With the wider shots, you know, they got away with you know using a different actor, stuntman. But like with the close-ups of like the the stunts that for Robin, they couldn't really fake that. You know, it's not Burt Ward, so they had to you know put him in these dire um, constraints and. Basically, like he almost like died many times on set of the the filming of the series, and um, I guess Adam West and Burt Ward were saying that they felt relieved making this movie because it they they had a lot more time to kind of like pace it out and do you know each scene, and it wasn't just like a speedball rush. You know, it was just like all right, they could breathe a little bit. So it was like a little sense of levity, even though there's a lot more going on in the film than an average episode. It wasn't just like, you know, all this at, at once. And I guess the Batcopter and the Batboat were made for this movie because they had the budget to do that. And they were like, all right, while, while we make this Batboat and Batcopter, you know, with the budget of the film, we'll make it use it with, you know, the budget. We could use, after that, we could use it throughout the series because we already paid for it, you know, through the movie, but I guess they didn't really use it that much in the series. I, I don't know how often they use hmm. the bat boat or bat copter, but not too often. Mostly Maybe it was too expensive. Maybe it was too expensive actually to do those style of shots or stuff with like refueling the helicopter and like properly getting out there. Maybe to certain scenes. I don't know. No, sure. uh, the boat. I think. I think the boat would be so much easier. Just, yeah, than I guess. I guess, I guess that that makes sense. I guess that makes sense with like the aerial shots. You know, that you still yeah, have to run like, out a, a helicopter. But like, you could say that. Um. Well, yeah, not exactly. I, I was gonna say you could say that same excuse for um the Batmobile, yeah, but right. at least you could be on the the road filming at eye level. You know, and you can't was, really be on the eye standard level gasoline. Like what's mm. actually what what kind of fuel really does like they use for like helicopters? They use standard gasoline or some kind of mixture stuff that's like I think it's a mixture. Run. Because yeah. I know a lot of things like the add the what is it the oil mix base with uh, yeah. gasoline. Some like just take the, like the straight up diesel shit. Like and, it might have so, been like, diesel because a lot of stuff back then was a lot of still back running then. diesel. 
Yeah, I think it takes liquid Schwartz. I think that's what it runs on. That's too late, <laughs> sir. <laughs> this is later than this movie. Mm. Um, but uh, no, it could be right. <laughs> Not joking. Yeah, I don't know. Like this movie is just like so highly enjoyable for me. Like. I, I like we talked about this last week, so I'm trying to like figure out new things to say than I've been retreading what I said right? last it's week. Yeah, <laughs> I said I had a lot of like high praise last week. Yeah, we yeah, me it was and Jerry fresh went in my like, head too. <laughs> like me and Jerry had a whole thing we were talking about with the Scooby Doo thing, and I didn't want to redo it because we we added a new segment to the bit, I mean to the setup, and then. It kind of like including like I don't want to drag on with stuff that we brought back in from last step. Right. Well, I, it probably was a good thing that I watched the wrong thing because I at least had a fresh pair of eyes <laughs> for that segment. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I mean, there's still just like the most enjoyable parts of this film, I think for me, is the like bat bomb. I think that's my favorite part, like the whole oh, segment. And he's running around and he's like going to blow up the ducks. He's like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, you know? And the whole demeanor of Adam West, like Jerry was saying, like he's so slow and meticulous. Like he's like, like every word he says, it takes like a lot of thought for him to come, for it to come out. And you're like, get that sense that, you know, he's thinking all the time. So that's why, he's the world's greatest detective even though he's not really that great of a detective in this because he can't figure out that miss kitka is Catwoman. but <laughs> he's seduced the, the thing is like robin was finding out everything he was robin kind of called lead. it in the beginning yeah he mm. was the lead on this movie with the detective shit batman just like got a blindfold on for a little yeah for a ride. i gotta say burt ward um he's like I don't think he gets as much praise as Adam West does. I think he deserves a lot more praise because, like, his demeanor and how he like performs like these ridiculous. Yeah, he matched Adam West's energy almost. Yeah, I would say to a T, if not more. Yeah, because I agree. it seems like he would set up, you know, not even a line but a joke, and then Adam West would be like, "Okay, I see where he's going, so let me try to match what he's saying." Hmm. Yeah, and he like, like has is... that higher energy too mm. compared to Adam West. Adam West is very slow with his, you know, his speech, and Burt Ward's like, you know, like faster pace. He's more higher energy. He's the youth, you know. He kind of brings it out, and like Batman's the one who has to kind yeah, of reel him down a little yeah. bit. Um, which is it's, like, it's a nice dynamic. Like the kid of the group. Yeah, so yeah. Like, he exactly. has to have that energy. He has to have that flow. But what, like, whatever Tim uh, was it? Uh, Tim Drake, not Tim Drake. Uh, Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson has there's so many Robins. Dick Grayson, there's too many Robins has there's too many Robins, but uh, Dick Grayson has like whatever his like his age in this setup is. He has to match that age, and just keep flowing with it. And then yeah, Nana West has to be like, all right, dial it down, Robin. Well, I get what you mean. We gotta do this shit. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Jerry. <laughs> I had to grab my laptop charger. It's about to die. Oh, I thought oh, you said you had no. to do laundry. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I thought you I thought you said you had to do laundry too. Um no. well while Jerry's doing his laundry, I wanted to read this comment by T Pillow saying that Eartha Kit is my favorite catwoman, that Purr is just sensational. I only seen a few episodes with Eartha Kit as Catwoman and it was only like once, so 
I I mean I, I that's what I enjoy about the series. Like they weren't afraid to switch the Catwoman actress. Like it was just like and, and everyone accepted it. And even for especially for 1966 to make you know Eartha Kitt you know you know an African American to be the like a main character in the series is super progressive for the time. It's like so ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. And the color the color palette is um is sensational especially with the filming techniques that they use like the, all the colors like really pop and it's really rich and it's not like they put a filter like on after effects like they all the 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 camera work and the lighting is done in camera it's not like you could do that later on like editing like uh you know you can today digitally um so like all those colors really really pop and it looks like you know the emphasis of a comic book of that day of that era and it's just like so stylized and they weren't afraid to you know have these characters be in their comic book um uh costumes it wasn't like they were ashamed that this is batman they went full out like full force this is fucking batman we're gonna show all these colors we're gonna do the whams we're gonna do the pals we're gonna do all the you know the comic book style and in like in contrast, like when you flip it to like the 1990s, when even X-Men came out, they're like ashamed that they were X-Men basically because they had them in all weather black costumes. They didn't have Wolverine as Wolverine mm -hmm. outfit. They didn't have Cyclops in the bright blue suit, you know, with all these contrasting colors. So you you get to see it in wide shots, like what characters, what dates on their color, color design and, uh, you know, color palette, like once. In the 1990s, they had them all in black leather, and you can't really—it's not like easy to differentiate the characters. They're all just wearing the same suit, and that's why I like this show. Mm -hmm. It's so unapologetic of what it's about. It's not like, oh no, we're trying to be edgy, like it was, you know, in the 1990s. Like it was like a funner, more simpler time in American pop culture, and it seemed like. Um, it's like the levity that the nation kind of needed at that time because, like, we're in like the middle midst of the Vietnam War, and then like we kind of need the simpler hero, and then Batman came out, and it's just it seems like it was a lightning in a bottle. It was exactly what America like needed in pop culture at that time. Like, I could only think of a few things that was like as big as a Batman, like Batman '66 era. Um, you know, in, in within American pop culture was like Superman when he first came out, like that was like the biggest thing. Um, you know, when he had the radio show in nineteen forties, you know, Mickey Mouse, Star Wars, and you know, maybe like Lord of the Rings. You know, I can't really think of anything else that like was like came to that caliber of um like of pop culture. So it's the just only like, other thing I could think of hmm. might have been Star Trek. Right. And so, that yeah, was, Star Trek Trek no, that was much yeah. later. Yeah, when was Star Trek? That was late like 1960s, right? Or was that 1970s? Um, I think it, it might have been 70s because that was with William Shatner. Yeah. It was with William Shatner. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Could fact check me on that. I'm doing it right now. Never mind maybe, like, Hawkins whole. maybe maybe the first Jurassic Park. That's like the like the few things in pop culture I could that oh. really hit that big. Okay, fact check came in for Star Trek. Star Trek original series came out in 1966. Right when this right around the time this movie dropped. Oh. It came out September 
1966. T. Hawkins brings up a very good point um, that the Batman comic was on the edge of cancellation when the show started. Um, that is very true. When, uh, they stated that in some of the behind-the-scenes I was looking at on the Blu-ray. I own the Blu-ray, so it was like neat seeing all the behind-the-scenes. I was watching the commentary with Burt Ward and um, Adam West. So that was fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess this really boosted the sales of Batman um, comic books. Like, he would, that's when this was the era when uh, Batman kind of took over the headlight of DC Comics. Um, Batman became, like, the, the DC's, like, favorite hero. And throughout the previous... Yeah, before that, in the previous decades, it was always Superman. Like, they even had it in the DC logo that, like, Superman, like, published, Superman published comics and then DC, like, it was like, Superman was a part of the DC logo, basically, for, like, throughout, and maybe until, like, 1970 or something, and then it just kind of became hmm. DC. Um, but, yeah, this, yeah, T. Hawkins says, uh, so basically, can't be Batman, save the franchise, and that's... 100% true, which is kind of crazy. If only, if only we could get the same thing for Green Lantern. Yeah, the Green Lantern media is definitely We have lacking. not had a good run. We need we need John Stewart Green Lantern, not the da- not the Daily Show John Stewart like the, you know, the Justice League Unlimited um mm. version. That would be the one. I I'm more that's the one I like the most. Um I am a big John Stewart fan, but I would also like to see maybe Guy Gardner get a shine at being Green Lantern. Hmm. I don't know too much about Guy Gardner. You know, I I never really followed Green Lantern too much. I have to read. I heard comics. I heard about him like a little bit, but like, yeah, mostly like stick with like John, like the the main guy, main uh, Lantern from the Justice League. So I'm a, this is just a quick side bit. I didn't mean to interrupt everybody. The big name Green Lanterns have always been Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and I think his name is Alan Scott. As yeah, oh, Alan Scott was the original one. Alan Scott's the first one, the OG Green Lantern, where his weakness was wood, and he's wearing that green cape, and he has like a red yep. outfit. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. He um, makes his weakness is wood. <laughs> yeah, but that's really about it. Because Green Lantern, we just had the cartoon. I don't even want to talk about Ryan Reynolds. We mm. we just we disassociated him. He's the he's the ugly duckling. I think he detached himself with the Deadpool movie with him making fun of himself and. With that little Green Lantern playing card in that guy's wallet. <laughs> so, so uh, T. Hawkins uh, says the Bruce Tim cartoon was pretty cool. The GL cartoon that is at least was uh, at least the visual style. Um, the I didn't even cartoon. See I know what he's talking about. It was the it was the last of the action cartoons from the mid two thousands. And that's where you really got to see some of the expanded Green Lantern universe with the Red Lanterns, the Star Sapphires, and the Blue Lantern Corps, along with Agent Orange, a.k.a. Larflees, 
and some of the I call it the great fuck ups of the Guardians of Oa because you even see the Manhunters make a, a extreme resurgence. They come back with extreme prejudice, but I want to save that for in the future when it's one of my picks. I have a couple of episodes I think you guys might like. Okay. Is that the 3D one? That's not the 3D. Um, it's. Um, is, it? is it the 3D one? Like the CGI one? Yeah, I think so. It's been a long time because it's kind of got like a. Like that claymation kind of look, but not it's not claymation. Very it blocky, is. right? Oh god. I'll I'll send a I'll I'll po- post a picture of it on our okay. Instagram page. Yeah. If you don't follow us on Instagram, be sure to do that at Bayard's Finest Pod P O D. T Hawkins, to answer your question, I did a little research on it, so my memory's a little fuzzy. It was, like I said, it was the end of the action cartoon era. So after that, you know, action cartoons, you know, basically just died. But I also believe it wasn't getting very strong uh, views when they were airing it on Cartoon Network because they would either play it so early in the morning everyone was asleep or they would play it too late in the evening when people were just out doing things mm. in the afternoon. Like Pixar mixed with the JLU. Yeah. Sorry, I think a, it's the same series. I think it's the same series yeah. that I'm picking up. That makes sense. I never seen any of it. That. I just seen images. Um, but I, back to Batman 66. <laughs> you mentioned the uh composition and the the score the score for the villains i think is very memorable i've really enjoyed that like their motif you know very like i loved it so much perfect the (laughs) the thing it was almost reminiscent kind of pink panther because it was like it was kind of you know upbeat and then also like very sneaky yeah for sure it definitely was like like their motif is like very memorable in my head and like completely fits that style for sure and like you could obviously tell like the motif is you know a villain you know it's not like the heroic um sound but like the <laughs> the song that they use <laughs> for, <laughs> for batman and robin is Uh-oh. so funny it's like so ridiculous like i remember mentioning this last time that like their like theme like once they're in the the helicopter and they're like um you know spectating the city basically it's like this like such a happy tone that should be like in a kid's like amusement park ride like while you're waiting in line it's like the most ridiculous thing it's like and like, I want to see a cut of that song, like playing in a, a a Batman chase, like in the Batman Begins chase, like instead of like the, oh, the awe-inspiring Hans Zimmer um score, <laughs> it's it's freaking. I kind of we talked about this last time. 
Yeah. And I kind of wish I looked up to see if there's a video for that. I like Because know. we did say we should have looked it up. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of I if that if that video do doesn't exist, someone out there please make it. I wanna I wanna watch that. So add that song in the Batman Begins. See, Hawkins, do you, have you ever seen that kind of video yet? Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's the most ridiculous like thing ever. And I it still fits, but it's like I don't know. It's it's kind of out of place at the same time because like they're trying to be like heroic and it's just like this. It sounds like a baby song. You know? <laughs> it's a it's a high res lullaby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do you guys, guys? Wait, go ahead, man. What? No, no. Say, go ahead. How'd you guys enjoy the submarine? The, I submarine, love the submarine bit it's a giant was penguin. hilarious. I love how like everybody like it's like it's a giant penguin, but inside is a legit submarine in a sort of a way of how they imagine it. And then if you like, they ever do the like the upscope, it's just this little penguin fucking head just chilling there, just like, Mar-mar! and they have the talking little penguin that does like the uh, Morse code noises to them. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What is this setup? Yeah, and I- how, where did they, where did they get it? Because they the just minute- think they stole a submarine, but it looks like they did modifications to the submarine. The um the sub, like the miniature looked like actually pretty good for like at least that time. I want the toy of it. Um yeah, that would be an awesome toy to have. But um I gotta say the set, like when they're on top of the submarine, when they're submerged and they're having this big like brawl between Batman and Robin and like all the rogues and uh the crew members. Like, you could obviously tell they're, like, in a pool, like, on a set somewhere in California. Like, they're obviously not in open ocean. <laughs> um, and it's, like, you could see the backdrop. Like, it's, like, you could see the sky, like, the matte painting. Like, it's obviously, like, it's only, like, 10 feet behind the surface of the, <laughs> the sub, which adds kind of to its charm. You know, like, it seems like it's almost... It it almost has that homemade feel at the same time. You never fought somebody on a submarine right at the lining of the sunset, like the sunlight, like the yeah, that's the, the, the same. That's the just sky. the same skyline they filmed Hawaii Five O. Yeah, I think the first film or television <laughs> series or anything to film on the open ocean um, is Jaws, and they had so many technical problems with filming on the open ocean it's so less control oh, yeah you can't control the weather you can't control you know boats being in the you know in the background um at least at that point in time they had to like paint over each frame of the boat if they wanted to hide it at that point in time in the 70s so it there's reasons why they didn't do that you know especially at that time <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot easier to control, you know, something inside in a pool than in open ocean where anything can happen, you know. You don't even know True. what the hell is down there, you know. You need your bat shark like, repellent. And don't forget the stingray that. repellent. Yeah. Stingray the porpoise. The freaking seal porpoise or whatever that sacrificed himself for Batman and Robin is so stupid. That it's amazing. I love it. Like, like they're like oh, they're on this buoy. They're magnetized to it. Penguin shooting a missile from this sub. 
right towards Batman and Robin, and then like it cuts, and you're like, <laughs> "What the hell happened?" You just hear an explosion. And you're like, "Oh, they died," and that's what the villains believe to be true. And then it cuts to them like on the boat, and they're and then Batman says this like, "It's so noble of that animal to sacrifice itself <laughs> to save us." Yeah, and it's so <laughs> stupid that it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love that part. It was so dumb. But that's like the charm of it. It's like the perfect dumb, you know? I, I it's like this. the little tidbit to like Aquaman, it felt like with that thing. Like mm. It's kind of like the animal kind yeah. of Maybe, like, maybe Aquaman. I think it was accidental swimming. Maybe Aquaman forced the porpoise to swim in the direction of fire, you know? He helped. He, Save he Batman Robin. Yeah, kill yourself. And save Batman save and Robin. <laughs> I won't. I won't do anything else. I won't. I won't fight the submarine. I won't infiltrate it. I'll just send this porpoise no. to kill itself, so I don't have to do anything. And, Be a useful <laughs> meat shield. That is yeah. my command. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's canon that Aquaman's in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Timmy, we all don't know where he was. It could have yeah. been Namor. But that's that's Marvel. Yeah, true. That's true, but we never know. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to tell me this is a crossover movie too? Yeah. It's the first one. I mean, it's Adam West. Adam West had the power. Yeah, he could he could go anywhere. Oh my! <laughs> There's so, something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. Wait, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, you guys, got anything else, and we can jump right to the rating of this. I think I oh. think that's really all I got. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm gonna save what I have to say because it'll tie into my rating. Okay. okay. All right, Jerry. What's your rating? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I rate it. Like I said last time before it got cut, you know, <laughs> I, I feel, you know, watching this movie for the first time and seeing, you know, Adam West act as Adam West, it was a really good way to, you know, remember him for how he, like T-Hawk, I'm not going to say like how T-Hawkins said, but how he essentially came in and like Josh said, gave the world Something not necessarily just lighthearted, but something to just ease the hardship of what we were going through at the time. But also within that, he he made very, uh, you know, during the show, he made very progressive, you know, moves as far as, you know, having different actors in, switching up. You know how he might. I mean, I haven't watched the original, so I can't speak too much on it. But maybe how he'd even have certain things go go along as far as lines and whatnot, and even just how Adam West himself is such a. You can't watch something that Adam West is in and be upset if that makes sense. It makes sense. No, I totally right agree with it. The Bright Knight. There we go, T. Hawkins. He's the Bright Knight. He yeah. was Adam West was essentially the light that the world needed to kind of keep everything, you know, from just closing in and 
just driving people to the point of insanity. And I think the same thing also needs to be said for Burt Ward. Dick Grayson from the Tim Burton films, he was all right. Not a, I wasn't a big fan of him. But, you know, Burt Ward as Robin, I loved every minute of it. Not, <laughs> not even just from his dialogue, but just from how he carried himself as a Robin. Yeah, his mannerisms are, are great, like how he moves and everything. And I guess he wasn't an actor prior to, you know, the show. Like he was just a, he was an acrobat, I guess. So that's why they casted him. And it was just lucky that he was a good actor at the same time because it was literally his first role. <laughs> it's just crazy. How it but wasn't, out. Mm-hmm. Well, I could be wrong, but wasn't Dick Grayson the one that was act, the acrobat? Yeah, yeah, Grayson, yeah the the acrobat. Acrobat. so that fits the freaking role even more. That's like the scariest yeah. thing about it. And well, I got to say with Jerry, I, I agree with the uh, Tim Burton verse, the, the Robin that they use, Chris O'Donnell. Like, the actor wasn't bad. He was just, like, a little too old for the character. Yeah. You know, if he was True. younger, it would have worked. And that at that point, it wasn't even Tim Burton anymore. It was Joel Schumacher. So, like, you know, it, I wouldn't even really count that as as a yeah. verse. T. Hawkins, I was just about to say that. He's well, more of a Nightwing. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, if I had to older. rate the movie, yeah. I'm giving it a very strong nine. It's, you know, I maybe if I would have grown up watching it in the '60s, I could call it. You know, you know, Adam West is the immortal Batman. He's there will never be another <laughs> Batman other than Adam West. But even considering, you know all of the fun bits that Adam West had in this, all of the very well put, you know, sound effects, um, music motifs, how the Batcave was labeled perfectly with everything, really even to how the villains did their acting. And it was just as good, if not better, than, you know, Adam West and Burt Ward. Everybody just complimented each other so well. It's it's not even like you're watching a movie at this point. It's like you're watching a story tell itself to you. Hmm. That was actually a good point. Actually, that is actually <laughs> a good point. Because everyone does flow right together with everybody in this yeah, show. It doesn't feel lightning like, in a bottle. They had one they have one freaking season and they like one season really doesn't make a hundred percent good like, you know like quality with care like actors like the actors don't have like good friendships still, but like they still feel like like they're like, yeah, units. Including we added a new brand new catwoman to the unit for this movie too, and she flowed well with everybody too. So it didn't, yeah, it just it felt like actually pretty good, like you were saying. <laughs> hmm. Lightning in the bottle. So, too. yeah, well, so Matt, do you have any, what are, what's your rating? To me, my rating is like, my rating is like a 9.5 because like, I got to grow up with this majority day of my life, so I enjoy like, like I, like I said, like I was re-upping it almost like, like majority of my life, like ever since I started, like saw it, I re-upped it every year. 
I said I went for like almost a binger for like I think the first time seeing it, I think we went like for a few months watching it every film I felt like. So it was like it was like a big part of my life, so like it went like it was Tim Burton and then it was just like Adam West, Adam West or anything. I never knew about any of the television show. But that just stuck me with the that just, that just stuck me with the movies. movies. So I just watched the movies because I like, didn't find any of the older television show, show uh, DVDs or anything like that stuff. So, so like, that was, that was that like, 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 all, like, all, like, the cotton, the cotton, like, everybody, 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 like, 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 they picked out from a comic book. Like, the comic book, comic book, but then, like, to the, like, the brain to be more proper. And everyone was great, and it was awesome. And, like, it just didn't have, like, a... Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 Try readjusting your uh head headphones, Matt. Your earpiece. Uh, I have a microphone. Oh, your microphone. I'm the only one that's a barbarian using a headset. I see. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. You sound like the that song. song from SpongeBob. What song was that, T Pillow? Yeah, what song is that? What Echo song? But yeah, like it's striped sweater. <laughs> I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, it just like everything did flow right. Like a lot of things, like Jerry. Like this is one thing I hate falling up after Jerry because Jerry says fucking everything that's right for everything. Uh, so, but yeah, I like I basically agree with Jerry. Everything that Jerry fuck uh, Jerry said, and his little, little setup. So. Yeah, my just say ghetto. <laughs> 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 but I still um, want to know the song to you, Pillow. Yeah. Striped sweater. Oh. Um, <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, bee, boo, boo. Oh. Oh. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. That song? Beep boop bop boop bop beep beep boop. Mr. Krabs is a robot. Beep boop boop bop. Boop boop beep. Bop boop beep. For a second, I was well, thinking of what like Squidward let us know the time machine. <laughs> that song. No, not that episode. It's when Mr. Kra- they think Mr. Krabs is a, a robot. Okay. Um, he's listening to a song on the radio. Jerry knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about too. But uh, in my head, I thought I was, I was thinking this background music when Squidward's in the time time machine freezer, and it's like futuristic noise and shit. I don't even remember. I, I remember that episode. I remember that. Um. So yeah, T Pillow, let us know if Matt's 
audio is any better or not. But um, while while you're answering, I'll I'll just guess. I'll, I'll go ahead. I I really thoroughly enjoy this film. I I watched it since I was a kid. Like Matt has, um, you know, I was introduced to Batman, um, like the Tim Burton Batman when I was a kid, and I watched Batman Returns. That was like my first introduction to Batman was. Batman Returns and then Batman the Animated Series. I feel like Batman Returns is like a little screwed up to show a four-year-old, especially like with the Penguin axing off the firstborn children of Gotham City with him bleeding like black sludge out of his mouth. It's really pretty grotesque. Him biting like some guy's nose off. It's like, that's not really a... a, (laughs) Oh, it's better. Okay, thank you, T-Fo. Thank you. But... but yeah, that's like not really a good introduction for a four-year-old. I mean, I fucking loved it, but like, I, if I was going to introduce <laughs> a four-year-old to um, Batman, I would start out with the Adam West Batman because it's a lot more lighthearted. You know, like any age, you can enjoy it, and you know, it's not so dark and uh, de- depressing, basically, and grotesque that like you know alienate a child and scare them. Um, this is. The like it's like the quintessential Batman of that era. And it's like this is if you want lighthearted, fun Batman, this is the Batman to watch. And there's um there's so many like little tidbits I just want to mention before we close the episode. Like uh originally, well, uh so many, everyone wanted to be in this film, so that's why they added the cameos. I mean not the film, the show. Everyone wanted to be in the show. That's why they added the cameos with like um actors and celebrities looking out the window talking to batman and robin asking questions like that's like how they added more cameos and more actors was just you know little cameos um frank sinatra wanted to be the joker in this series um but they already had cesar romero so that's like pretty crazy to think about if frank sinatra was the joker i wish frank sinatra was at least some villain you know like if that would have been that great much, yeah if they showed if he showed some interest in being the joker at least give him mm. something like a like a musical you know if he was like a singing villain that would be awesome that would have been so good um I, I i don't understand why they didn't do that but yeah this series is just so much fun it's so lighthearted. The only thing I, I have against this film, it's just a little too long. There's like a few scenes I feel like that could have been cut. Like it's a little bloated. Like it kind of gets lost um, on what the main plot of the film is. Um, like halfway kind of like changes into a, a different movie a, a little bit plot wise. Yeah. Um, the villains finally figure out what they have to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget how what the time uh, like the length of it, I feel like like at least like twenty minutes could have been like cut out of the film, and like I you still would have got the same an experience. Hour and forty five minutes, I want to say. Yeah, I think if it was yeah, like an hour and a like half, that. if it was like an hour and a half or something, like I think that would have been like the perfect runtime for this film. All in all, I, I give this film an eight out of ten. Um, it's thoroughly enjoyable, and I think it's a welcoming. Um, exhibit for batman for any age like you could watch this at you could show this to any any person at any age and i think they'll enjoy it i agree with that completely (laughs) (laughs) so matt take it away all right matt remember we're gonna go from you to me to josh so we're gonna just go into the right 
Oh wait, wait, wait! Before we do that, let me. I did the recommendation. <laughs> I um, I did uh, not the recommendations. Um, the the choices of uh the next episode's topic is I already announced it to you guys, so you already know. But I'm announcing yeah. it to the audience at home. We are doing um a few things since these episodes are very short. We're doing Gumby the Zoops, um, which is like from the sixties. And Gumby, Rain for Rue. These are all shorts. They're only like five minutes long. Um, also, the Will Vinton Closed Mondays. And the main event of the next episode is The Adventures of Mark Twain, uh, which is directed and written by um, Will Vinton. And it's fucking crazy i don't know how much you guys seen yet if you've seen any of it um, i've seen I the two gumbies right now i watched the two gumbies okay i'm glad I you did that because i'm glad you didn't watch the movie because definitely wait till you know when we record because yeah i'm glad I you watched the two gumbies i haven't watch. watched the other short yet and uh yeah the movie hasn't happened <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah so just basically watch an order that i sent it to you because it gets it derails and fucking batch insanity <laughs> as it kind of goes I assume along. it does by the look of the cover for the freaking uh for the mark twain uh claymation movie <laughs> it just looks like what the fuck's gonna happen yeah it's, it's insane <laughs> um so that's the recommendation so that's next week recommendation so matt it's your show you take it away Oh, you know how much I fuck up with doing the in intro? You're going to do this no. one? Because I was supposed to have enough for No, it. you got to do it. You, no, you, you got to have two chances. No, this, is your second, this is your second away, chance. We yes. believe in you. Look, the light of Owa believes in you, Matt. Yeah, uh, this is you. Stimming on my side. I, I'm getting into a tunnel. It's getting smaller and smaller while I'm going. <laughs> it is bright. Okay. Just point to whoever's <laughs> gonna do it next to make it easy. Do it next, so it is. Yeah. So, so it'll just um, point and we'll go from there. Am I doing it? Like you're already doing do, it. Please just do it for me. Oh Matt, you had two. You had two opportunities to fucking figure this out, and you still haven't done it. Like, what the fuck? I'll text you. I'll text you the outro next time. Okay, I'll give you both next time. But okay, this was Josh from. Uh, oh my god! Matt, I broke the thing. Now you because... make me look like a dipshit. So <laughs> I usually do half of it. I don't have to like do my thing. Okay. Everyone's been doing their own script of it, so I feel like I'm gonna fuck up doing my own skit of it. Let's just go. Okay. Okay. This was Josh from Backyard Production sending you off up, up in a way until next Backyard's finest episode. And I'm Matt. And I'm Jerry. And we're becoming super pals one episode at a time. Yeah. Uh, that's all you say is I'm Matt? Like, what happened to Superman's pal? Goodbye, Josh. What, the, what happened? Oh, you guys flickered off. Oh, Jerry's gone. I'm here on my side. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you you did right. that. Well, it's the end of in. the episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>